Welcome back to the Eclectic Collection. Today we have episode 70, Types of Ghosts. I've been in this spooky theme for the uh, time of year and I'm kind of enjoying it. I hope you are too. And this is just something that I kind of learned and then learned some more stuff and I just thought it'd be interesting because, well, that's why I'm eclectic. So that's why you're an eclector because you like to listen to my crazy stuff. So, um, you know, growing up, having watched the Poltergeist, having, you know, always seen like uh, funny things like Slimer, you know, which, by the way, was meant to be uh, John Belushi in the film, but unfortunately he passed. Um, there were all these different ghosty things, whether it was funny spins on stuff uh, like Ghostbusters or serious movies like, you know, The Exorcist. And I knew of some types of ghosts, at least that that's how they labeled them as I got older and there's more I'll say available just technologically and of course a lot of these shows and things like ghost hunters and whatnot that people tend to watch I thought well you know um what what is the science behind some of this what's the deal what do each of them do the ones that do have names are they named for a reason so I thought let's dive into that a little bit so the first type of ghost these are no order whatsoever it's just information I knew and had or found so uh interactive personality ghosts they're actually called that they're generally deceased people and they can be positive or negative, and they can uh, create an odor, a noise, try to speak to you, touch you, um, and they're trying to generally um, get in touch and visit to comfort you if they're being positive and it's someone that you might have known. They often retain the personality of when they were alive. They can be negative, but if they were negative in life, then they're going to be negative, but generally speaking, they mirror what they were when they were alive, and usually it's someone that you knew. They can interact in the sense that they might leave something for you, touch you, come near you, want to let you know that they're there. Um, and that could be in, in any way, again, based on the person's um, personality while they were with us. Ghost number two are ectoplasm ghosts, also known as mists or vapor. They're usually that floating type of footless uh, apparition that you might see, and they can appear prior to becoming a bigger apparition. That's kind of how they start out as like a, a mist or... Um, like a swirl. They're often seen on battle, battlefields and graveyards because it's just sort of this blob, if you will, and um, it can go on further or not. They can disappear rather quickly, and they're sort of um, uh, somewhat capturable uh, if you catch one uh, quick enough on the draw with the trigger finger on a camera, but um, you may or may not see that, but they generally aren't like a person per se. Three is our infamous poltergeist. So whether you're thinking about the movie or not, the, it literally means noisy ghost. And it's generally a physical uh, or environmental manipulation that occurs. They can start fires. They can open doors. They can make noises. And it's usually a progression. And they need to apparently recharge after so much uh, activity. They end quickly, but they build. So when they leave, they're, you should be safe for a while. But they tend to crescendo. And it's a mass of energy. So it, they're often thought to be dangerous. And um, I've always been told in the classes that I studied in folklore and paranormal that it was uh, like an attack situation that would go after a place, not necessarily a person. So sometimes you say ghosts will attach to an individual and they follow them no matter where they go. I was, and, and the movie kind of supports this. It's like the house has problems. So the house has a poltergeist. And if they leave the house, they would be safe. Um, who knows? Can't say I've talked to one. Don't want to find out <laughs> firsthand at all. But um, supposedly they can attack a place and stay there. I've also heard seven attached to it, seven days. And then after that, you know, you'd be allegedly safer. It would take them a while to like recharge and uh, come back later. I have um, 
only heard of accounts where if they do come back later, it's years later or never again at all in that, that place. But uh, I sure wouldn't stick around if that was the case. Uh, top 10 reasons why to bury those St. Michael's medals in the corners of your property. Check out your property's history before you have it built or before you purchase it. See who lived there before, if anyone died. And yes, they have to disclose that, inf- disclose that information. If they don't, sue your realtor. Because I would freak out. Just being clear. Uh, <laughs> ghost four would be orbs. So orbs are generally the most photographed um, entity, I'll say. They're translucent. They say that that they move quickly and easily because they're just a little like, woo, got to go. It's a soul of a human, supposedly, and it's the first state of appearance of any kind of apparition. They're quick and they could be white or blue if, again, you're quick enough on the trigger finger to catch one while uh, photographing them. But uh, again, it can hit or miss, but that's sort of the first stage of ghosts are generally not harmful. You might just you know, see them like zoom, zoom. Uh, five are can, called funnel ghosts. They're like a vortex kind of a ghost. They generally create uh, cold spots and they're usually in homes or historical sites. They can appear as wisps of light and it can be a previous resident. They don't want to leave the house or it could be a person that you know and they're trying to return and it's someone like from your family or whatnot, but generally it's a, a resident from the place where they lived and they could create a, um, you know, some sort of, like I said, a vortex, they could create this like energy that comes from the place and it can appear as this, like a swirl or a funnel. Um, it's funny because a friend of mine has this bizarre, small, yucky, mucky, black hole in a white cinder block part of her house in her basement. And I always joke and tell her it's a vortex and it's probably haunted. But thinking about this now, yeah, I'm probably not going to go back there. Just saying. Anyhow, if you have a vortex, you should probably seal that up. Maybe some flex seal? Just saying. That's what I told her to do. Okay, ghost number six, uh, demons. Demons are just evil. There's just nothing good about a demon. There's nothing good to say about a demon. Demons are evil and awful and no one should bother them or torture them or summon them or go near them or provoke them that's just stupid that's like playing with fire they're extremely powerful they're considered the most powerful give or take uh, something awful that's more awful that'll come up in a bit they can appear pretty much as anything they feel like a child a ghost an animal an object a person and they can possess the living they can cause and inflict mental and physical torture of any way shape or form that they desire they can often be seen as a shadow figure or a black mass and they love negativity. They just swarm around it. Big crowds of negative people and places um, would be a, a haven for them. So place where tragic accident occurred, um, any kind of uh, negative person, negative energy, uh, a CD bar or club. Um, unfortunately, they tend to leave a sulfur or rotting flesh kind of a smell behind and they call them mass crowd devils because if you had like say there was a shooting or something horrible they would linger there they'd be drawn to that unfortunately they like to attack people with uh, mental disease mental illnesses uh, depressed people drug addicts people that are in a bad way and they're just drawn to the the downness if you will the negative uh energy or the um difficulties that they're trying to overcome people that unfortunately see uh or have potential uh, to see hallucinations and things like schizophrenics, etc., are also ha- targets for these horrible um, uh, entities. So it's definitely not somebody you want to something you want to go near, and um, you don't want to evoke any problems. You definitely need a professional if you are uh, near one or think that you're near one. So at this point, you're talking demonologists, ghost hunters, and most importantly, Catholic priests. Um, 
the seven spot goes to cultural ghost again i'm not really in any kind of order i just kind of found 10 here the cultural ghost and they're all different i mean there's a ton from every different place but just to kind of name a few um they're just uh locational so there's beliefs or different entities that could exist in different cultures or countries and um, they have their own thing. Now, I apologize in advance because I do not speak any of these languages. I'm certainly not fluent in Gaelic, Japanese, or Yiddish. So I apologize for any pronunciations. I'm going by what I, I saw on paper. And uh, as much of a linguist as I am, those are not three areas that I am good at. So the Japanese tend to believe, um, I'm going to call it a gaki. It's G-A-K-I. We don't really know, but we're going to find out. Goki, gaki. Um, and I'm even going to try and pronounce the other form of this. But they uh, are basically entities that come can come back after you and try to like take over your life. And they often, in some parts, like subcultures of Japan, say that to prevent this, you stab the corpse of those that have died that you know and love in the chest with a knife. And it doesn't allow that to happen afterwards so some people actually do this um i'm thinking like you know uh walking dead prohibit them from coming back so you stab them in the head kind of a thing uh same kind of idea except this is prohibiting a future haunting not an actual resurrection in ireland um they tash for short a taishi tashi i'm not sure how that was pronounced uh they tend to have um these replica ghosts that will come back and 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 uh, haunt you. They don't say much about them, but that's just something that they find that can be a negative uh, entity that will lurk. And in the Jewish culture, um, the die book, I've heard of this. Uh, it might be pronounced die book, die book, die book, um, but I've heard it said die book several times. It's a very malevolent spirit. It's almost like a little. Um, I've heard a story of Post Malone actually going to see. Um, there was like ghost paraphernalia, much like in the end of The Conjuring. Some guy in Vegas had one as a die buck box, and it was like a ghost box, and it's it's almost like a baby coffin. It's very short. I think it was like maybe a foot, and it was locked up in a binding spell and whatnot. And Post Malone wanted to see it, and supposedly he was, I don't know, he was injured. You know, obviously not beyond repair, but he felt icky and felt sick. And the guy kind of warned him, and I don't know if he like you're not supposed to touch it or go near it, and I don't know if he did or just being near it, it was a problem. But I had, I had heard that on. Um, you know, one of these shows that I saw recently, but it was interesting because I've, I've heard of those and it's just considered a really dangerous, malevolent spirit, not one you want to go near. And like I said, each culture has tons of different things, but this is just a few to, to name a few um, in our subcategory. Uh, the next ghost we have are, are possessions, human possessions, which of course everybody immediately thinks of the exorcist. They're the worst type of uh, ghost of all bar none they even beat out demons because despite the fact that they're highly negative and survive on horrible negative energy they're even worse than demons because they have the power to possess the individual and use the physical against everyone so it's not only this entity or this paranormal but it's also negative paranormal and then on top of it they've possessed a human so they have an actual physical case if you will that can make them do harm in both worlds and um you know they're like a puppet and it's a shame because the people can't really you know get out of that or help themselves and you definitely need professional help if something like that happens you need to get a hold of a demonologist and again possibly a catholic priest um much like the exorcist and i would have to say it usually doesn't end well if you think that you know somebody that has a problem like that um it's a severe problem it is more common than you think i wouldn't call it common 
But again, having studied with some of the best folklorists in the PA and seen different um, uh, priests and, and different demonologists and different psychics that I've talked to, worked with, or had the privilege to uh, meet or see and listen to different seminars, there's a lot of biting and spitting and speaking in tongues. And, um, you know, sometimes they're angry and they can uh, hurt people. So it's just a really dangerous place, uh, person to be near, and you don't want to put yourself in harm's way. Um, another type of ghost are shadow people. These are generally corner of the eye kind of ghosts you see them peripherally. You don't gonna you're not gonna see them head on. They're usually um, a little uh, quick to move. They're generally negative. Uh, it's it's thought that they could be an extraterrestrial and not a ghost at all. They're usually tall, feetless, black, masculine figures that flit around and wherever they want, and they don't leave unless they feel like it. You can't really exercise them. Um, there's no exorcism that can be performed to get rid of them. They leave when they feel like it. Um, they could be aliens, people say. Who knows? That's like a whole different realm. Um, they flee quickly when they think that you're onto them. But, um, you know, they kind of do their own thing, and uh, and that's that. So they're not really um, cooperative, but they also are generally very quick. They are faceless, so it's just like usually a black hole kind of a thing. But... Again, nobody I really want to uh, encounter. They um, are, are fast-moving and, and uh, ominous. Uh, next type of ghost we have are residual haunting ghosts. So much like the name would suggest or sound, they're usually um, reappearances of people that you know may have been in a place or or that you know uh, trying to um, you know kind of come back and 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 say anything to you. Uh, generally it's like they're caught in a loop and they can't really communicate. So you might hear like a noise or smell a smell or see a certain thing, but they can't actually communicate with you. And it's usually around the same time. Um, it's almost like the, the ghost is caught like in the matrix, like caught in a loop, like they can't get out. And every day at a certain time or every season or every whatever, like every such and such, there's a connection, but they can't cross through said portal to necessarily get to you and communicate what they wanted to get to you. But, um, they really can't stop either. It's like, it's unfortunate. It sounds to me, it does not say much about this, but it sounds to me like it would be difficult for them to, uh, to rest, you know, like that aura remained in whatever space, but they can't seem to get away from it. And, uh, they can't, they, they just keep coming back and they can't seem to like separate, which it just sounds sad. Um, I don't know if they feel that they have something to do or some like how they got caught in that loop, but I also don't think that we're going to be able to go ask anybody to find out. Um, lastly, are animal ghosts. And that's interesting because I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, begs a lot of questions <laughs> for me. But um, I, I mean, I love all my doggies that have passed and I love all my current doggies. And, you know, we even had a, a, a couple of kitties. So um, and I wonder about those those guinea pigs. And those uh, little hamsters. I had gerbils when I was a kid. They ate each other. It was it was rough. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's probably in a bad place because he ate his brother. But anyway, here nor there. Animal ghosts. Uh, they're generally actually very positive and, and welcoming. And um, they're there to comfort you. Um, you might feel them uh, in, in more of like a... Uh, spot, you know, like in the, and they might like uh, nestle in a bed or you feel them on your hand, like as if you're petting them or you feel them uh, on, on uh, your cheek. They're not meant to be mean or bad. Um, they're there to help uh, the owners and be playful and positive. And they're leaving you like a psychic impression. They're supposed to be welcoming and positive. 
and they're just trying to comfort you. If they know you're in, uh, the human is in a bad way and, and they're gone, they want to kind of make you feel better. And it says that they're really just a, uh, um, a good entity to have around and that it says not to worry about your pet being stuck. It's like they can visit, I guess. And again, I'm just going at this from my two cents, but um, if they can kind of shift in and out, I guess it's not a problem. Like they've moved on even if you haven't and they're trying to come back to help you. So it's not like they're stuck. So I find it funny that like we can prove that, you know, prove, quote unquote, that we can prove that animals aren't stuck, but then we have this poor uh, you know, residual ghosts. It's, it's, there's a haunting, uh, that's stuck. Um, they do say that as far as animals go, the only ones to be concerned about are black dogs. They're considered a warning. They won't harm you. And they're generally attack unwanted, uh, people, um, or any kind of unwanted, uh, visitor, but they're warnings. So if you see black dogs, which is funny because everybody gets nervous about black cats in, in the living, but in the afterlife of, of pets, uh, if you see black dogs, that's more of a warning. Often they will say that if you see a cat, it doesn't have to be a black cat, but you see any kind of dog or cat or animal walk by or pass you and then you think you passed it again or uh, kind of like a deja vu situation or you followed a pet around a corner and then they're not there. Um, they could be like, you know, spirit pets. Um, kind of reminds me of the whole spirit animal situation in the Latin American countries. They very often believe in alebrijes, which are spirit animals from the underworld that can also come back, whether they're a real animal and then they... Uh, tend to fly, you know, is a little cute joke about it with um, the movie Coco. You can see it as a, as a light, campy Disney thing. But um, in Mexican culture, and a lot of South American cultures, you have Dia de los Muertos. We'll talk about that in uh, other episodes to come. But um, that is just something that alebrijes are known as the spirit animals. And I always joke that my spirit animal is a shark, or maybe it's a polar bear. I guess it's a shark. It's probably both um, attached to both. But anyhow. Um, so it's not a bad thing. So animals are good. Proving once again, that animals are better than humans, but I've been maintaining that for such a long time. Anyhow, if you liked what you heard today, uh, check us out at eclecticcollectionpodcast.com or listen to us on your preferred platform. I'm Terry Tanaglia. Thanks for listening.